Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Bam it. Our Lexi for today is Yineka. Yineka or woman. Yineka has so many talents and gifts which make the world a brighter place. We nurture, we love deeply, and we, most of us, cherish the privilege to be a mother. While a Yineka holds great beauty outwardly, it's her heart and soul that shines the brightest. As someone once said, righteous women in their circle of influence, beginning in the home, can turn the world around. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroniki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit kefilife.shop. Women are told that they can have it all, parenthood, families, careers, relationships, and community involvement. Women are not told, however, that by juggling all these hats, that they put themselves at risk for feeling perpetually burned out, tired, and not thriving. And that is not the Kefi way. So we have invited today um, Dr. Lena Nicholas. She's a gynecologist and she is passionate about women's healthcare. Lucky for us, because she's going to share professional and personal information to inspire the female population to nurture themselves as well as others. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure. And you are a gynecologist. And earlier we spoke about, I said, are you an OB-GYN? You said, Kiki, there's a difference. So why don't you explain that to us quickly? Yes. So OB-GYN, obstetrician and gynecologist, um, you wear two hats. Right now I only wear the gynecology hat, but I also wore the obstetrics hat. So that is the care of um, pregnant women. So um, preconceptually, during the pregnancy, during the delivery, and after delivery as well. And then gynecology, which is a Greek word, which we love, hineka, gyne, study of women. So it's it's great. I love it. I love it. And you are um, you have three children. So not only are you a doctor, but you are a mother and a wife. Correct. And before you came over, you said, "Hey, I've got um, I just got to I've got to make dinner tonight." I said, "What are you making?" So what are you making tonight? Because I love the fact that you are taking care of your family and also your career and your personal professional self. So as you know, I made the vegan banana bread for get my son through his through his fasting today, and we're, I'm going to make araka, which is stewed peas, and I'm going to also make stewed mushrooms, and we're going to have shrimp, and that's going to be our dinner. Sounds pretty healthy and delicious to me. Let's dive right into this. By the way, you uh, went to undergrad at Northwestern? I did. I did. 
And you studied medicine at Loyola. Correct. Ramblers. Just like you. Just like me, ramblers, ramblers. So it is a joy and a pleasure to have you here. Women um, do not traditionally take care of themselves. Uh, This might be a generalization, but until something happens, they're kind of putting themselves on the back burner. Let's talk about actions that women should take annually and kind of get them motivated in the right direction. So women will be the first ones to make appointments for their children, for their husbands, for their parents. But when it comes to taking care of themselves, it goes very, very much last. And that should not be the case. Women should not wait until they have a complaint list a mile long before they go see somebody. Because at that point, then, they're behind the eight ball. They really need to put themselves first. And it is important to to connect with somebody, not only a primary care doctor, but also a gynecologist that they feel comfortable with to address all of their health issues. And there are so many. And as females, I mean, top to bottom, we are nurturers, but there's so much going on within us. And at each decade, we're facing something different. How about the relationship between a patient and a doctor? Because sometimes patients don't go because they're like, oh, I don't know. But I I feel as though when a doctor or a gynecologist is really receptive to the patient and listening, um, that patient is more willing to frequently visit and get their annual checkup. Yes, I agree 100%. And that's part of the issue, I think, with when women don't seek out care is they don't feel comfortable. They haven't found somebody to connect with. And in this day and age, it's a lot easier. Um, you can look at reviews online. You can talk to your friends. There's a lot of ways to find somebody that you hopefully would click with. What's the best way for a woman to advocate for herself and to remember herself, you think? To make it a habit to see a physician, a primary care physician, and a gynecologist annually. And it's so true. My mother used to say this, and your mom used to probably say it, but uh, if if mama ain't taking care of herself, how is she going to take care of others? That's 100% 100 true. true. I love it. it. It's so true. I'm sorry our moms didn't know each other. I know, I know. It's so true because I remember when my mom passed that you did stop by and my mother was a Katarina and your mother was... Varvara. Varvara, Barbara. Barbara. Great name. Yeah. Great, strong name. I agree. And women, you know, are expected to carry so much of a load and it's important for them to honor and respect themselves as well. I really believe in self-care in that regard. Um, Medicine is not one size fits all. What can you say about that? Well, for example, people think going to a gynecologist is just, oh, I have to go get my pap smear every year and that's it. Well, the recommendations for pap smears have actually changed and you don't actually need a pap smear every year, but maybe you do. It depends on your history. So right there, it's not one size fits all. Um, When you're talking about mammograms, how often do you need them? Do you need a screening ultrasound as well? It's not one size fits all. It depends on what your history is. Um, Your family history plays a an important role and your own medical history plays an important plays an important role. So it's not just you need this, this, and this every year. It depends. And you need somebody who's going to get all that information from you and come up with a plan for what you specifically need. I love it. And listening is so much a big part of that and that relationship. Uh, what about, let's talk a little bit about bone health and heart health uh, in relation to women. So unfortunately, Heart health is very important for women. Um, And I say unfortunately because it often gets ignored. Women will have chest pain and heart attacks and be undiagnosed a lot more than men because they're women. And people think, oh, women don't have that, but but they actually do. And especially those who have gone through menopause and lose their hormones, the hormones are protective against... 
for your heart. And so once we lose those, our risk for heart disease does increase. So uh, I always talk to my patients about um, exercise for cardiac health. Everybody should be getting 150 minutes of aerobic exercise weekly. And I always talk to them about that. And more often than not, people don't. And I say, well, can we do, can you walk for five minutes tomorrow? And then maybe the next day, another five, and then see if we can slowly get up to just 20 minutes a day of brisk walking. That's all you need and you, you got it. So if you can give people a step-by-step, let's do this, they'll be more apt to take your recommendations versus, oh, you got to exercise an hour every day. No one's going to do that. Got to start slow. And Hippocrates said, this is one of my favorite quotes, Hippocrates or Hippocrates said, walking is man's best medicine. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Walking is man's best medicine. And truthfully, you're getting outside, you're getting the fresh air, you're moving. It's um, achievable. Yes. It's something that's achievable for um, everybody. Let's talk a little bit about diet. And that word, I don't even know if I like that word. Sometimes I like to say nutrition. Sometimes I like to say like the meals we eat because diet thinks, sometimes others think restriction. But in in the concept of diet, the food that we eat every day, how do you approach that with your patients? Well, you had asked about bone health and I just talked about cardiac health, but bone health um, is very important. Your diet is very important with bone health. And a discussion that I have with all of my patients is regarding calcium intake. Now, everybody talks about vitamin D, which is important as well, but for bone health, it's calcium intake. And it starts from the day we're born. I love my pediatrician, my children's pediatrician for so many reasons. And that's because she would take time out of all of their annual exams to say, how much milk are they drinking? How how much juice are they drinking? What nutrition are they getting? Because that's super important. And it doesn't end just because we stop going to the pediatrician. We still need to get a certain amount of calcium. And this is where I said it's tailored depending on what you have. If you have osteoporosis, you need more calcium. If you have osteopenia, a little bit less. If, you, if your bones are normal, a little bit less. So it depends on where you're starting from. Your age matters as well. I think I had talked to you about that um, Osteoporosis Foundation. Um, there's a website and it has great information on um, calcium recommendations, foods that are rich in calcium. You'd be surprised. And um, it's, a, it's a very good resource for patients that I use. That's a good um, resource that I will check out as well. I have osteopenia. Yes. Uh, so I started taking bone health uh, tablets, but I do like to get my nutrients through my food as well. Yes. It's it's better absorbed. It's just better for you. And that's the recommendation. Now, if you absolutely cannot, I'd still like you to get some calcium, but I'd really prefer that you do it. And, you know, a lot of people can't have dairy, but there's almond milk is a great source. A lot of things are are fortified. Um, there's that next milk. I don't know if you've ever had that vegan milk, but it's good and it has calcium in it as well. Um, or there's a lot of orange juices that are fortified with calcium. There's a lot of different ways. You just have to look for it. Yeah, you have to search it out and get creative sometimes. Uh, when we talk about diet, um, some people think, okay, just weight loss. But as we get older as women, maybe that's just not the case. Maybe it's just like keeping our bones healthy. So it's important to keep our bones healthy. Everybody wants to lose weight. I would say 90% of my patients, that's a complaint. And unfortunately, as we get older and we go through menopause and we lose our estrogen, we we do gain weight. And it's been proven and, and we know that that happens. Um, so there is, no, um, there is no magic cure to it except for less in versus more out. So intaking less and putting out more. Um, that's the, really the only 
way to lose weight. People talk about, oh, should I go, should I go keto? Should I do intermittent fasting? The bottom line is whatever works for you, you just got to eat less. Just eat less portion control. Portion control. And in my case, it's eating slowly because I, I scarf my food down. I don't know why ever since I was a kid, I just... It's, you had three siblings exactly, to fight for your food. Exactly. <laughs> because I don't want them to take my food. That is a very good point. So we talked about menopause. Let's talk about the beginning of um, women um, having their uh, you know changes or whatever, like uh, childbirth. Uh, what are a couple things that you could tell the younger women about taking care of themselves when they are pregnant or right before they get pregnant? So it's important to be healthy before we conceive to have the best chance at a, at a healthy pregnancy. So um, very important, try to start at a normal BMI. So if that's off at all, try to try to get that into the normal range. If you have any other medical issues, get them under control. If you have diabetes or high blood pressure or depression or anything else, try to get that under control. If you're on any medications, see if they're safe during pregnancy or how soon before you get pregnant that is recommended that you should stop them. Um, Vaccinations are important as well. Your history, if you had your rubella specifically vaccine, rubella causes German measles, which can be fatal for a fetus. So if you don't have immunity for rubella, it's recommended that you be vaccinated before before you start trying for pregnancy. And you should wait for a month before you get pregnant so there's no harm to the fetus. Um, taking folic acid has been shown to decrease the amount uh, of n- neural tube defects that, that patients have. Well, not patients, but their babies. And um, prenatal vitamins will have, you need 400 micrograms and prenatal vitamins will have that. And it's actually been also shown in studies that taking prenatal vitamins for three months prior to conceiving and during the first three months of pregnancy of course, decreases your risk of the neural tube defect, but also makes you feel better in the first trimester. More energy, less nausea. So it's all the way around something good to get started on before you start with pregnancy. Excellent advice. Let's talk a little bit about, let's dive into self-care. This is a huge topic, one that I think uh, women need to uh, practice more. What would you say? Oh, I agree. I agree. So unfortunately, and this isn't women alone, Everybody wants a quick fix and the good answers are not quick fixes. So for example, I can't sleep. That's a very big complaint, but I don't want to give you a pill to make you sleep better. I want to find out what are you doing? What is your, what is your um, sleep habits? Do you turn off the TV or do you turn off your blue screen? Do you turn off your devices? Do you meditate? What are you doing exactly to help you sleep better? Um, as a, for example. I find that to be really important with sleep. If there's a lot on my mind, uh, it's hard for me to relax and unwind. And you, you had mentioned to me previously that you should really start that process at least an hour ahead of Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that one thing that I cannot do before bed is watch the news. I just cannot watch the news before bed. It's just, you know. It's it's depressing. It wakes you up and it's not conducive for a good night's sleep. And it just worries you. What is your favorite thing? I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice about your um, background with medicine and also particularly uh, treating women. What what do you most love about helping women with their their medical and their well-being? I just fell in love 
with the specialty when I did my rotation. And I had an uncle who was an ob gyne, and back in the day, he missed everything to do deliveries. Just was never there. And I said, that's not the life for me. But once I did the rotation, it's to, to help women in their lives from when they start seeing you to when they finish seeing you at the end of their lives, there's just so many changes that you see. And it's just really a privilege to be able to help people through all of that and see through them through all of that. I bet you've established some really beautiful relationships and connections. I absolutely have. I'm very, very blessed. Oh, well, you're pretty special yourself. And thank you. Oh, yes, you really are. You're an excellent listener. And I think we're going to, well, the one thing that I wanted to ask you is, um, it's a special question that I end my interview with for all my special guests. And the question is, and you answer it, uh, Dr. Lana Nicholas, in my life, I've learned that. It's very important to listen, to be a good listener. Did you acquire that recently or always? I probably would say it's more recent because with age comes wisdom, right? And so when we're younger, we're all whippersnappers and we're out to like be the fastest and, you know, get the best history and do the do the most. But really, it's important to take a step back, listen to what people are saying, not just patients, but anybody that you meet. Everybody likes the sound of their own voices. Everybody knows that. But it's important to get to know people, get to know what they need, to hear what they're saying, not just with their voices, but with their bodies, with their faces. You can tell a lot by body language. If I sat here like this and talked to you, you would, and I know it's a podcast so no one can see me, but my arms are crossed. It's a lot different than if I'm sitting here with open arms and I'm welcoming you. Very well taken. Very good point. Well, Dr. Leonard Nicholas, thank you so much for all your great advice, your tips, your education, your um, suggestions. And to all the women out there, start self-advocating. Absolutely. Thank you, Kiki. Love it. Me too. See you soon. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Hola, Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. The Observance of Women's Health Month, which begins each Mother's Day, this year runs May 14 to 15. National Women's Health Week also encourages women to consider the factors that influence their mental health, such as managing stress to ward off anxiety and depression. This year will mark the 21st annual event, and Kefi Life would love to add to this theme of self-body care. This mama suggests scheduling a relaxing day of rest with massage and the day off from household chores. It's all as well when the ladies in the house get recharged and revived, all in the name of Ola Kala. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.